Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, to a new edition of uh, First Impressions, Thinking Aloud About Film. Uh, today, we're thinking aloud about Hu Xiaoshan's third film, The Green Green Grass of Home. So, Richard, kind of, what are your thoughts, and what is the main plot? Um, I, I thought this, this was great. I think this, this is the, the best of the, the three we've seen so far. Um, it's a much better synthesis of commercial romantic comedy musical with his style of, you know, non-professional actors and, and, and you know, amazing framings and that kind of thing. I think it just worked as a film in a way that perhaps Cheerful Winds didn't quite work. I think it, I, I kind of think he got to, you know, this is like the pinnacle of his commercial romantic comedies and it's the last commercial romantic comedy he made. So he yeah. quit at the top. Um... <laughs> So, so <laughs> it's interesting you should mention that, you know, because uh, I have downloaded a lot of books on Hu Xiaoxian. I haven't been able to read them yet. Um, but, you know, I've been, I've, I was flicking through the introduction of this one volume, and it ignores these three films completely. Right? Well, I, I think, I he, mean, I think he downplays them in terms of the importance they have in his career. Um, well, it, it's one thing for the director to downplay yeah. them. It's another thing you know, for the critic to to downplay them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, we haven't yet seen his later works. I'm sure that they're much greater or whatever. You know, but these are not insignificant. They're not nothing. They're very enjoyable, very successful uh, f uh, romantic comedies, which are hard to do, you know, done with verb and flair and, you know, real skill with actors and kind of real dazzling visual displays, really. Yeah, So, yeah. you know, to say that, you know, the career really began with the with the boys from whatever. I mean, really. Exactly. I, mean, I, I thought this film was very yeah, technically incredibly accomplished. The 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 use of the cinemascope frame was sort of amazing in 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 many at many points. Kenny B stars again. We we don't have Fong Fei Fei this time, which as we found her a little bit annoying in the previous film it's not, Within, not a bad thing this one is no better <laughs> that's, that's true yeah, yeah, yeah. so but yeah so yeah kenny b is a substitute teacher so he arrives in a small town to teach a class of very very young kids um, and he has a bit of a romantic subplot with another teacher but that's not really the main focus it's just kind of this no. it's just kind of a look at all this all these little plots that are happening in this town over the course of, I guess, a school term. So, that you know, stuff happens to the adults, stuff happens to the kids. Um, there's a couple of songs. There's some toilet humour. Um, I, I imagine we'll probably talk Third, about toilet humour. Three yeah. films, three shit jokes. Exactly. Right, like... And this one has, you know, a very, very long sequence of, of shit jokes, which I guess we'll, yes. we'll come to. But, but basically, you know, see, all these things happen. There's various points where you think something major or something bad's going to happen. Like maybe Kenny B's going to break up with his girlfriend, or maybe these two kids have run away and and they're trying to find their mother, and something bad's going to happen. But like actually, nothing really bad happens. It's just all quite nice and charming, and they all learn some valuable lessons and save the environment, and then they all put on like this interpretive dance performance in the local theatre <laughs> about ecology, and uh, you know it's it's just all absolutely lovely and charming. And about halfway through, like in all these films so far there's a little song dance sequence where they sing a song about Coca-Cola. And it's just all, I, 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 I thought it's absolutely charming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's a lot deeper uh, than the other films, you know, because he's a marvelous director of children, 
you know, and the children are very natural, you know, and very spontaneous and very charismatic. And also they have, they depict emotions that you don't normally see in um, Hollywood cinema, right? So there are scenes where, you know, the children revolt against the parents the way they do in real life. Yeah, like, you know, um, yeah, they get angry, they throw things. And then, like, you know, they, they throw things at the parents, right? Like, kind of, you know, which actually rather shocked yeah. me. I, just, I could just never imagine doing that to my own mm. father. Right? Like, you know, <laughs> grabbing. <laughs> you know, so, uh, and you get, a, you know, you, you get the sense of a real anger of children being independent, of thinking independently of, of their parents or having their own wishes and desires and wants and jealousies and... Yeah, like, you know, you get a really vivid sense of that in, in a way that is quite powerful. I think. Exactly. You know, yeah, because yeah, 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 the kids, as you say, the, I mean, the kids are obviously, you know, they're, they're, I don't know how old the kids are. I guess there's seven or eight or eight, something. Nine, yeah, very, yeah. very young kids. And they're all very natural. I mean, they, they I, I presume he's just, you know, cast these kids and they're essentially playing themselves, really. Um, and it's you just get these very natural performances. I mean, there's one point that I was thinking where, the, where he, when Kenny B arrives as the teacher and he's he's asking the, the children to sort of introduce themselves to so he can get to know them, and one of the one of the little kids stands up and starts talking, and then the kid next to him starts saying, "Tell them about your father. Tell them about this." And you get, I, I kind of got the impression with that that actually what had happened there is that the the kid who's standing up has actually forgotten his lines and he's being totally. and he's being prompted by the kid next to him, and it just worked yeah. brilliantly. You know, it, it was. Um, well, yeah, maybe that was scripted, but I, I, I don't know. Um, it's really charming, and um, you, you get a, a much more complex sense of family dynamics, you know, uh, than you do, uh, in, you know, in, in most types of cinema. Uh, so, you know, you get the sense that the farmer's wife, you know, doesn't really like her children that much. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, you know, she's always kind of angry at them and showing them away and... You know, and you also get a sense of like a kind of not a harshness, but a matter of factness about rural life, you know, that I know most of my friends would find shocking. Right. So they're saying, where's the owl? Your father killed him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. They rescue this, this owl and, and, and look after it. And then it's like the owl's disappeared. Oh, yeah. The, the owl attacked the chicken. So your father killed the owl. And then but then it's just like, OK, well, they um, Next scene, here's pigeons. a pigeon. Oh, okay, brilliant. Then it's all fine because, as you say, it is, it is, it is, it is rural life. I mean, I, I you know, obviously, I, as as a, as a regular listener of the Archers, I do appreciate the rhythms of rural life. So I wasn't too shocked by this, but but it, it's, uh, but but you know, it, it, it's, I, I found that very interesting, um, and and it's interesting that, it, you know, it's in terms of the structure of the film. You know, Kenny Kenny B again is for the third time. Is nominally the star of this, but actually it's quite—it's quite self-effacing. He's not the main focus here. I think the main focus no, is the and kids. And... The main focus is the kids and its village life and its family life, and there are several families. So actually, I think this is one of the accomplishments of this film, right? Because it's the—it's—it's it, it's the kind of um, amalgamation of characters that you would normally find in an epic film, yeah, but that you wouldn't find in a children's film or a romantic comedy or a film about kids. Yeah, uh, it yeah. It would normally focus on one or two, right? 
And whereas here, you know, you have the romance of the teacher, the distinctions between rural life and Taipei, and all that signifies. Uh, you have, you know, the farmer's family. You have the fisherman's family who married a much younger woman who's now left them all, right? Like, you know, uh, uh, you've, you've got Kenny B, who's the brother of the school teacher who left, right? Like, there's all kinds of, you know, there's somebody who's poisoning the river, right? And, you know, someone who is uh, kind of uh, catching fish with electrical prods. There is an environmentalist message to the film, right? I mean, this is a bringing together of quite a lot of strands. Exactly. And it all just, it just all kind of works as a cohesive whole in a way that, in a way that Cheerful Winds was a bit of a mess. Um, yes. You know. I mean, to be honest, I've almost already forgotten that one. <laughs> that's half movie. Yes. That's probably why they didn't bother putting it on. <laughs> I mean, you know, Cute Girl is very charming, and I was actually kind of dazzled by, you know, its charm. Um, but, uh, you know, Cheerful Wind, uh, it's, you know, I, I, I saw it, and it's almost already forgotten. But, but there is the interesting but, thing, as we said in the podcast for Cheerful Wind, there's that kind of 10-minute section in the middle of Cheerful Wind where... Uh, Fong Fei Fei arrives as the sister of the teacher who's leaving and takes over the class for the rest of the term, and and it, it's very very similar to what happens to, to the entire plot of this film. Let me read you something. So as I said, I haven't done any reading properly, but I was just skimming through and I didn't get past two pages, but um, I thought there were some things that were very interesting. So, you know, uh, the the introduction. Um, to, to this article says, in 1973, who started as a continuity person, but soon became an assistant director and finally a screenwriter, first writing three works with his closest associate during the 70s, the director Lai Cheng Ying. In Taiwan, directors rarely did the actual directing. It was the assistant directors who actually faced day-to-day -day problems on the set, and they were in charge of keeping film stock to a bare minimum. I am suspicious of that, but what do I know? <laughs> so, uh, uh, who is listed as the assistant director for at least 11 films in the 1970s, right? Uh, so, uh, and um, that experience drove home for him the limitations of current filmmaking practices. All those limiting practices, functional editing, functional lighting, compositional gimmick, minimal shooting ratios, start and stop performance, and so on, who would one day reject, arguing that these stifle creativity and freedom of art? Well, you know, he not only rejected them, they, that type of stuff is not evident in this first three films, right? I mean, you know, there were some shots that I just thought were dazzling. I, right? I thought, I mean, so, the, the just that opening sequence is, is incredible. So there's the, the sort of the, you know, you get the children running alongside the train in, in, in different opposite sides of the cinema step screen you get the bit different planes, different planes yeah. of, 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 of it the bit where the uh, bit, towards the end of the title sequence um one of the little kids comes out of his house and he's kind of at the top of a hill and you see all the other kids amazing. yeah all the other kids are on the playground and he kind of runs it's all a single shot he runs down the stairs then you don't see him and then he's running across the playground like in the he must have been a pretty fast-running kid. He runs across the playground in, in, into the school, and it, it and, and it's just yes. like he's just doing it because he can. But it, it's an amazing, yeah. just an, an amazingly accomplished shot, and even even very simple stuff like when Ken, yeah, when Kenny B first arrives in the town, he turns up on the train, yes. and 
um, the whole thing's shot from inside the train, out, out, out yes. of the train window. He gets up, he gets up from his seat, gets off the train, gets to the gate, realizes he's left his ticket on the train, comes back, is reaching through the window on the train to get the ticket, and, and it's, it's just sounds really simple, but it's just the way it's, it's done dazzling. is just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Or the shot where he finds out that actually that he will be living in a theater, right? And you know he runs into the theater and he begins dancing, and his friends are in the foreground. And he's dancing in the background, and he's just a little spot, kind of dancing and camping it up, yes. you know, <laughs> uh, uh, in the background, right? I mean, you know, kind of, what what kind of sensibility chooses to show you things that way, right? It's a really kind of interesting way, yeah, of, yeah. Of, and, of, of showing you. And again, with uh, as we were saying about the previous film, the the, the, num- the just the sheer number of people on on screen doing complex yeah. things like you know essentially like you know you've got you, you're coordinating you know somebody getting on a train like the ending of the film where kenny b gets on the train and the train leaves the station and the little kids race the train and you've got to coordinate these you know a, a train and people on the train and kids racing the train and make it all make sense and it and make yeah. it look nice and it and it yeah. does you know it's just amazing and it not only looks nice, it's very expressive, you know, because it shows the connection between the, yeah, the energy and the enthusiasm, and, you know, kind of, uh, 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 you know, so it's a train leaving the station with a kind of a loving energy, right? It's not a sad goodbye or, a, you know, we're leaving things behind or, yeah, it's like, we're there with you, cheering you yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and there's a connection because, you know, it's all being shown in the same shot. I think it's really, um, you know, quite amazing. And I also found it um, moving, right? Like, uh, you know, so the scenes where the child is embarrassed because the father uh, has been told off, uh, you know, for fishing. Uh, and then you, you see all of the backstory, right? And, and I think it makes you really feel for it, what it must it be for this old guy to be raising two very young kids on their own his wife has left them, you know, yeah, and the children are obviously troubled, right? You know, you see a lot of letters, yeah, there's a child, you know, there's that beautiful moment where the child writes a letter to his mother and makes a little paper fishing. Oh, that was amazing. It was really, so yeah. I just found that really moving. The, you know, do you, do you think mummy really will moving. get the letter? And, and oh, I'm sure she will. And you just see the little paper boat going down the river into the sunset. I mean, it, it just, yeah. Amazing shot, and it didn't feel, it didn't feel tacky. No, it, I'd say it, it. It just felt like a real. It, it felt like this was, you know, the kind of things that kids that age would would believe um, would work. You know, oh, we need to get in touch with our mother. Oh, we'll just make a little paper boat, and she she's down the end of the river. You know, we'll, we'll, we don't know where she lives, but we'll we'll do that. Um, and yeah, it just and it wasn't. Yeah, it sounds mawkish, but it but it. It wasn't. It just felt like it felt like engaging with an eight-year-old logic um, in, a, in a realistic way. Yeah. I also thought, you know, in relation to what you were saying earlier about, you know, the assembling of so many different characters in a shot, you know, the the frolicking on the river scene, right, uh, is a wonderful example of that, right? Because you know who the main protagonists of that scene are. Right, kind of, you're following the kids who you've been following in class, and they each have their own little trauma, yeah. right? You know, uh, 
and you know it feels like almost like a mockish MTV moment and then of course the father appears the child runs away in shame yes yeah, yeah like you know and and it feels kind of organic right so you know what starts off as like this sunlit frolicking on the river and riding the swing which is a big rubber tire and you you think okay you know <laughs> it's it's lovely to look at but it'll be a cliche but you know look how wonderfully done it is you recognize all the main characters and each of them is visible to you right and so on. and then it turns into something much deeper that that is unexpected you know so um i, I was um i was really uh, uh surprised by all of that and kind of and delighted really yeah yeah having watched the first three films this is on a different level to those first two films um and I think that yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that the received wisdom is, um, you know, Ho Shao Shen made three um, commercial musicals, romantic comedy musicals. Let's ignore those. Then he started making proper films. But actually, you know, he made these three films, and you can see him, you can see him developing as a filmmaker through these films. And then he gets to this point with this film, which I, which is, you know, an incredibly accomplished film that just yes. really works and um not that the other two were were not accomplished films I mean, the other two were both good films but the, this this is just on I, a completely I, different I, level i think i think to achieve something as sparkly and bright and sunny and charming as cute girl is not to be sneered at you know um and actually this film for me you know though obviously you know, we we are as one in our view of it. I nonetheless would argue that it's not a great masterpiece of the cinema. He is developing. It's a film that also has its longers, right? You know, um, it's just that you see a kind of a, 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 I wouldn't say mastery yet, but a, a control over form at a complex level that is really surprising to see in a film of this type. Yeah, like, you know, it's you you are just uh, dazzled. I mean, you know, I think it's one of those films that somebody who isn't a cinephile will go, oh, that's a charming coming-of-age film. It's like, uh, I don't know, uh, what's the River, Fe the River Phoenix children's film? Stand, you know, stand By uh, Me? The... Stand By yeah. Me. Yeah, it's like a Chinese equivalent of Stand By <laughs> Me. <right? laughs> you know, but really, if you're a cinephile, like... All those shots that we've been describing, the compositions, you know, the managing of all of the complex, you know, uh, uh, of all of the different stories in a co complex way. I mean, it is quite dazzling, I think. You know, um, and we haven't talked about um, the landscape, which fascinates. As we see more and more of his films, you know, we realize that this is very mountainous region. Yeah, this is all taking place in these very, very green kind of... It is the green, green grass of <laughs> There's not much grass, though. There's lots of trees and foliage and mountains and stairs. Yeah, people are always going up and down stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because the place is so hilly. Well, I, I think uh, the thing is, because Taiwan is very densely populated, you know, a little bit like Hong Kong, that you, you've sort of got... Um, you know, the, the I, I need to I need to do more. I actually because one of the things I've been moaning when we were talking about Egyptian cinema is that my history teacher chose that we would study the the uh, we we did wouldn't study the Arab Israeli conflict because we had to do one modern world study and you had to choose between 
the Arab-Israeli conflict and the Chinese Communist Revolution, right? And we did we did the Chinese Communist Revolution, well, lucky which kind of, but yeah, that kind of meant that I could claim when we were talking about Yusuf Shaheen. Oh, actually, I don't know about the Six Day War, um, but like now I can't make that claim because I actually I know all about the Long March. I used to know all about the Long March and and you know how Taiwan was formed, that kind of thing. I, I, I did study this stuff when I was 15 or 16. I think the thing is, you, you've got this small island where, you know, a large group of people ended up on this small island as a result of the uh, the Chinese Communist Revolution. And so it's very densely populated. These urban areas and rural areas are probably not very far apart, I suspect. And that's why people keep moving between the two very quickly. Um, and so and also why, the, you know, the rural areas, you know, they're worried about about the environment that you know, they're, they're 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 exploiting the rivers. Uh, I mean, the, the major industry in in the town we don't see it, but there's a few references to the fact that you know the there's been there's a, a concrete factory in the, in the town, and that's where one of the kids' fathers has been sat from, and the the teacher's leaving the town in the first place because her husband has got a job in a concrete factory somewhere else because clearly he's like an international concrete expert but it, so it's kind of this rural area but you've got some dense heavy industry going on there which is the main source of employment um yeah. and, and so it's it's, it's a yeah as I say, relatively small island with having to do whatever it can with its natural resources mm. um you definitely get a sense of the differences between the city and the country Right. Uh, there's a lot of attention paid to the farmers, for example. You know, when that uh, uh, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend of Kenny B's arrives, you know, and she's really painted as like this vulgar harlot. But, you know, really, she has to come from a good family and she must have wealth to have a car. Right. Uh, you know, but uh, um, the, 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 the new girlfriend, Mei Feng Chen, uh, uh, can't you know now be seen with him because you know <laughs> she's been he's been seen with another woman. So I think kind of and then the father has to come to ask you know the other father if he can court. I mean all of those things indicate a, a, a considerable difference between the country and the city and views of the country and the city and all this back and forth on the train from the country and the city, right? Uh, but in the middle of a very, very, very hilly, mountainous kind of area, yeah, uh, which I thought was very so. So, so there's something that I'm not quite getting yet because I don't know anything about Taiwan, uh, but um, you know, you you suspect, yeah, that the landscape is significant. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, because what one of the other films that's on movie is a documentary about Ho Shen and some of his fellow. Taiwanese new wave directors, yeah. so I think that that will that will give us some useful background on this. But yes. obviously, we don't want to sully our discussions with knowing <clears throat> things before we see the films. Yes. <laughs> so we wanna we wanna discover and kind of you know take you along with uh, our discovery, and hopefully you can be part of it and kind of write us if you know we get anything wrong or or if you've got you know something that you think is very significant that we've moved out that we haven't covered we'd love to hear so the, so the one thing we've not talked about yet is the is the toilets humor in this <laughs> because i mean we've, met, we've obviously mentioned this in the in the previous films that there there is you know he he did have the odd toilet joke in the first two films this one has like i mean it is hilarious but it's like this extended <laughs> sequence 
it must be about if you know, about five or ten minutes of the film is just this whole sequence about shit and so like essentially the kids are told and again this comes down to this environmental message that, that the, the there's a government thing where once a term the kids have to provide a stool sample to um to be analyzed for i don't know ringworm or tapeworm or no round roundworm i think it is um, so he gives them all these little plastic sample boxes to provide a stool sample and then they all run home really it's like, i love the way they all just run home really excited because they're gonna shit, crap. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, and that, but then you know one like one kid drops the little box in the cess pit another yeah another one and so he ends up using a, a crisp packet <laughs> and then an, or, an orange juice carton and then he puts the you put your can another one puts it another one steals it from a duck yeah another <laughs> one steals some duck poo the, another one because he wants to keep it fresh he puts it in the fridge <laughs> and it's like you put your caca in the fridge you know? it's just yeah it's uh, and then yeah. they, and then they all turn up the next day in the classroom right who's got their still sample and they all wave them in the air yeah and then kenny poor old kenny b i mean he must you know, you kind of imagine maybe he was on his phone the phone to his agent because he's standing there He's, and he basically has to stand there collecting stool samples from all the kids, and what one of which is in an orange juice carton. And I bet that wasn't in his contract. Well, I mean, what surprised me about that scene is that it's not a vaudeville sketch. It actually comes from something organic, and you know, you really literally. In a sense, I mean, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, that kind of it's telling you something about characters and kids and kids feelings and kids experience that it's not it's not like a vaudeville joke or a bob hope movie where the idea is just to be clever and false and superficial and top a joke with another joke right like exactly I mean, yeah it, it sort of works because as, as you say for, firstly the whole fact that they're being tested once a term for for roundworm or whatever it is it tells you something about the the kind of environmental situation that gets addressed the the way that the kids all um end up handling the situation and the way their parents handle the situation it tells you something you know about how the parents react to what they're doing um and the way kenny b has to react to you know how the kids are providing the stool samples as you say yeah it's, it's you know it's a toilet joke it's an extended toilet joke but it makes sense within the, within the context of the themes of the film i think it's quite quite interesting yes. um so um let's wrap up here uh it's a film that you know i really enjoyed and actually one of the pleasures of doing a series like this is you know that as you watch each film you know you uh not only become more knowledgeable but you are also very much able to see you know the development of a director this is this does feel you know more skilled and more adventurous yeah in the types of shots that it uses it how it brings them together you know, um, the um, some of the compositions, I'll, I'll take images and, and put them on the blog. You know, they're, they're kind of just really interesting. They're often skewed. They're frames within frames, shot from the inside. Yeah, you know, but, but the outside is like at an, at, a, at an angle. It's just really interesting to see. So your final thought? Yeah, no, I, I would just concur with that. I think that, yeah, this is a great film um it, it's not yeah it's not it's not a perfect film but it's it, it's it's such a development on what he's done so far yeah. um and I, I think to overlook this as a you know 
commercial romantic comedy is you you're, you're missing a really interesting film so uh, yeah. yeah so great thank you very much for listening we are thinking aloud uh, about film i'm jose i'm richard bye, -bye. bye.